Hi, I'm Leola. I'm a sacred intimacy mentor and muse and the host of this podcast. Talk Tantra to Me introduces a playful perspective on sacred sexuality. My intention in this podcast is to integrate intimacy and spirituality, empowering you to reclaim your eroticism. It is my mission to inspire you to let go of shame, fear, and limiting beliefs to be present as your highest self in every moment. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now, let's talk Tantra. Welcome to Talk Tantra to Me. It is such an honor to be holding space for this divine knowledge to make its way into your ears and lifestyle. Today, I have Justin. He is a sexual freedom coach and founder of Tantra Love Coach. He is a tantric practitioner offering in-person healing sessions and virtual coaching. I am so grateful to him for being here today. Thank you so much. Why don't you begin by telling us a bit about your journey with sacred sexuality? What circumstances or series of events led you to becoming, you know, a tantric practitioner? Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, I, I kind of grew up with a very free sexual life. Um, I didn't have a lot of trauma or indoctrination. So I was probably part of a small percentage of people who grew up really getting to explore sexuality with a friendliness to my body, a friendliness to the realm of pleasure, and really not having to get over a lot of pain and trauma. So that led me to a lot of adventures at a pretty young age. And um, I found early on that I really liked giving. Giving was really exciting to me. So without knowing anything about Tantra, without having any spiritual practices whatsoever, I found myself like in high school, like doing Tantra massages. I would set up the space for my lover. I would have the music, the candles, and it would just be divine for me to be able to give in pleasure and bliss to, to the goddess. Um, you know, fast forward years later, you know, I was still on this conveyor belt of having to, you know, get a good job and do well in school and do that whole, um, you know, corporate lifestyle because that was kind of what I was told. So that was my indoctrination. So it wasn't until I was 23 that I actually had a tantric massage. Uh, it was in Germany and, um, I was just blown away. This, this beautiful goddess comes to me and, and she's naked and I'm naked and she's got oils and I'm like looking at her and I'm like, what do I do? And she goes, <laughs> just breathe and try not to ejaculate. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, I thought, like, isn't that what I'm here? Isn't this what I'm paying for? And um, it was the first moment in my life that I realized there is an expansion available in my sexual energy in such a big way when I just be present and breathe. And in this case, try not to have the goal of ejaculation. So that was like, I think I was 23. But it was still years later because I had the golden handcuffs and this idea that I needed to be successful in the corporate sense. Uh-huh. And I moved to Miami from New York City and um, I had a, I did like a kind of Tony Robbins type course that really woke me up. And it was like, wow, I get to live my life the way that I want to in true freedom. And I don't like being in the corporate world. I don't like doing sales for some company that doesn't matter to me and all that kind of stuff. And that's when I said, you know what? I'm going to do what I always love to do and do Tantra massage and teach the stuff that really resonates most with me. And that I think will be in most service to the world right now. That's beautiful. I definitely resonate with this idea of like, when you do what you love, when you do what you feel called to, even though it makes no sense, 
based on the like patriarchal, I don't know, like societal conditioning, whatever, when you learn to just like go against that and just do what you love, everything else falls into place. You become so much more fulfilled, have a lot more of an expansive reality, finances and things like that just tend to like work themselves out. I know it's the same for me. Like I, I never really worked a super traditional job. I was always in like kind of a startup culture or working like freelance, but even like the freelance things that I used to do were much more culturally appropriate and like much more in line with the societal like conditioning that I was given. And it's funny, like now that I'm doing what I love, I have so much more freedom. I make so much more money. I'm so much happier. I'm helping so many people and it's incredible. So, and I really also love, yeah, I love the idea that you like just like naturally fell into this too. And that's, that's kind of how it was for me. Like, I feel like this is like, it's innately within you. And like, to me, I feel like I've been doing this for lifetimes and it's almost like explaining this to other people is the most complicated part because to me it feels so like obvious and so innate. Um, Was that your experience as well? Yeah, it felt natural. And it felt like when I was doing other things, it was more for other people's idea of what success was or their idea of what I should do. It was like their identity. And I never, and I think most people, they don't stop and think about like, what is it that I truly want to do in this life? Like, what is it that lights my fire. And I did a little morbid exercise where I imagined myself on my deathbed. And I I looked back in my life and I was thinking of like what I was doing every day in my life at that time. And I was just deeply saddened because I was like, my dying self would be so disappointed in me that that's how I spent every hour of my day. Uh And then I started to think, well, what would make me so proud that I'd be smiling as I go into the next life? And, um, yeah, now being in service and helping supporting people and creating, finding their truths and creating the life of their dreams. I can't argue with that. And no one else could, I don't think. I love that. And I can just see it like in your face and then you're like in the space that you're in energetically, like you're just beaming. And that's really beautiful because not many people allow themselves to experience that. So bravo to you. Um, And I'd love to get into like, how does this like manifest now? Like, what are the things that you're offering now that, and like, like just describing, like, what do you do for people? Like, what is a typical session like? Mm -hmm. Um, so I offer in-person and virtual sessions. The in-person session is like, that's my passion. That's what I love to do because I truly believe that to heal or to even just open up to our truths and our freedoms, especially in the intimate and sexual realms, we have to address the mind, the body and the spirit. And I was a psychology major. I was going to go be a psychologist. And I think it's a great field and everyone should experience therapy, but it was not complete, right? You're not doing any somatic work. You're not working with the body. You're not helping to remove trauma. Um, You're Mm -hmm. not also typically in the spiritual realm, right? Where we get to see a grander version of ourselves. So um, for me, I want to do all of that. And in my sessions, I do long sessions or two or three hours at times. And we're creating a safe space so that the body can relax and you can fully surrender And I'm not there to tell you anything or give you advice. I'm simply there to allow your body and your mind and your soul to come alive. And in this experience, I do coaching within it. We do some breath work. We do some energy work. And then the main feature is the massage work. And it is a tantric massage. So it's a sensual massage. I use many different types of touch to awaken the body. And the safety that was created in events really allows people to be vulnerable. And when that happens and the body relaxes, emotions come up. 
truths come up. Some people have psychedelic mm-hmm. type experiences. They say, I felt like I was on ayahuasca. Other people just finally feel relaxed and free. And of course, when that happens under the pain or under the, the stress of holding on, when you let go, there is pleasure. And most clients experience extreme amounts of pleasure and they're able to maybe have an orgasm for the first time, or maybe they're wow. able to connect parts of their body that felt disconnected or, or most importantly, connect everything back to their heart. Beautiful. This sounds very similar to like the type of sessions that I do in person. Mine are also three to four hours also focused on like, let's chat, let's get you into a space where you feel really safe and you feel open and we're not rushing into this, um, which is really cool. And, and just building that, that space for vulnerability can really open up and you can hit those profound states and also like unlock any of that energy that's been stuck. Because like you said, like trauma is lodged in, in the physical body and while chatting through or, you know, talking to a therapist is great. There's like a whole other level of like your body that, that is really important to lock in. Um, and I think especially for women and, and are you working primarily with women or? Yeah, primarily with women and couples. I do work with select men as well. Um, but yeah, like my training and my passion is really to work with women. And unfortunately women have I mean, almost every one of my clients has some form of abuse or trauma or conditioning that doesn't allow them to feel free. So that's the the, the demographic that I feel really needs it the most at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Yeah, for me, I work primarily with men and couples. I do work with women, but the work that I do with women is more about goddess embodiment and less about like, you know, more of like the sensual and erotic expression which is super important. But for me, it's just like, I'm a mirror for you to see like your own goddess. And like, I'm going to serve you in this way. But um, that's really cool. And I think especially with women, you're right that it is, or even just like understanding the feminine, because even in my own work, when I'm working with men, I actually see myself as taking the masculine role. I'm the one holding space to allow them to tap into their feminine, to see what is the feminine within me. It's not something that I always tell them that I'm doing (laughs) because they're like, I don't have an inner feminine, you know, when in reality, we all do right when we all have an inner masculine so I actually take the inner masculine role to allow them to like tap into their feminine and feel what does it like what is it like to be in a full receptive state because I'm sure as you know as a man like you know a masculine embodied individual feeling this need to like always be giving and always be offering and like being the one to hold space to so to be able to have that help for them is is really important but especially for women and feminine embodied individual individuals, this idea of like feeling safe is so important. And I'd love to chat more about that so that I, you know, the male listeners can kind of understand and even female listeners can understand better why it's important for them to feel so safe and not rush into any sexual encounter, whether it's, you know, tantric or not. Yeah, I, I definitely want to address that. And you said something really important that I resonate with, which is like, as a man in this world, I was in a way conditioned to really be masculine. I would say 90%. I'm always like very masculine forward. And my journey has been to unlock and unleash my inner feminine. And it's been really difficult, like really difficult. I mean, the things that seem so simple, dancing and flowing and singing and like that kind of stuff just feels very foreign to me. And um, I've had trouble in relationships because of that, because I'm so masculine. It's like, I don't want to just flow. It's just like, well, this is this way and this should be this way and we can fix this. And it becomes so um, um, like logical 
that it, it loses the heart. And what I've been noticing is I'm on my journey, I'm doing my work, but also the women in, in relation to me get to also understand that, that a lot of men don't feel safe to unlock that feminine. Mm-hmm. And, when, and one way to do that is for the woman in the relationship to actually take the role of the masculine in certain senses, right? Like I want to be able to surrender <clears throat> as well. But I've been trained not to do that, right? I've been trained that that's really not okay, that I've got to always be in control and I've always got to, um, you know, have a handle on everything. So um, I like to understand in relationship that dance a lot better. And I think that really benefits a lot of people. And when it comes to safety, um, most times we have trauma because we we didn't feel safe, right? We weren't in a safe situation. So how do we go back to that without re-traumatizing ourselves? is we go into a safe space. Now, a lot of times when I'm doing my sessions, it might be the first time that a woman has been this vulnerable with a man since her trauma, right? Mm -hmm. The one time that she's really actually been like, okay, I'm going to trust this guy. And it's scary. Most of my clients come to my door and they're like, is everybody this nervous? And like, I'm like, yeah. I mean, if you're not nervous at all for doing something so unique and so different and 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 probably feeling in your body that this is it for you. Like, this is where you're going to jump to the next mm-hmm. level. Like it's going to be uncomfortable, but to then come into the safety aspect to know that your boundaries are going to be fully um, honored at all times. Suddenly you can actually express yourself and you could play in this grander area. And I don't think you know, a lot of people fully understand boundaries, but the extent that, you know, your boundaries can be here, which means that instead of playing here and then getting uncomfortable here, you can actually go to this edge right here. And that's typically where the most healing experiences are. Um, but none of us want to go there because we don't feel safe. We don't trust that that person or whoever we're with is going to honor that boundary. So now we're kind of, oh no. And you don't want to be doing that when you're in a healing situation. You want to be fully open. So um, safety is so key um, for, for the masculine and the feminine. Yeah. And I think that one of the best ways to unlock that is really the communication, which when you're working with a professional, they have the tools that are going to say, let's chat about each of these things in a way that feels really safe. So then you can, you know, both be on the same page of this is the boundary and you know, they're, they're not going to cross that because they're professional and they have the tools to, you know, be able to embody and hold that space for you. So you can get really close. Whereas in, you know, a typical relationship, you might not always have that, but you can. And another great way to do that is working as a couple in a tantric space as well, which is a great transition into getting into like, I I loved kind of the, the ideas that you had offered on your Instagram and in your posting about like, working as a couple and these tantric date nights and, and also simple rituals for couples and, and also connecting this back to this past idea that we had about, you know, you have the masculine, you have the feminine, but we both have masculine and feminine within us and having that polarity of like masculine holding space and feminine unleashing energy is super interesting. And that's what makes relationships so fun. So you kind of, you know, to have to have the polarity for it to be juicy, but you can also swap that as partners. Like the feminine can embody masculine and have the masculine do that as well. So I'd love to get into kind of some ways to facilitate that in, you know, tantric date night or in, in different rituals for couples. Yeah, sure. So for my clients, I, I, and anyone who's listening to this that wants it, I created like a PDF that is a guide for a tantric date. And it's got instructions for solo as well as uh, with a partner. 
And I think that's an important aspect. Whenever I give my clients a, an exercise, I, I ask as couples, I ask them to do it individually first, right? And a lot of times that's where the, the juicy stuff happens is, you know, the man is doing this exercise that with his partner might not be an issue, but when he's doing it by himself, he's realizing like, wow, like I've never, you know, one of my clients was like, I never walk around the house naked. I never am naked. Like what's going on with that? And then he noticed another side to him and all these things, the, the layers keep on peeling when it's with yourself, when it's with a partner, everything kind of can become mixed together. So doing some, some of these exercises individually, and then with your partner has a huge impact. Um, so, I mean, some of the things are very simple that you could do as like a tantric date with, with your partner, like bathing, like a bathing ritual, right? Mm-hmm. I talk sometimes about having like a present shower or a present bath with yourself. Now take that to the next level and imagine washing your partner in the shower or the bath with such presence and such care, but not in any sexual or sensual way, just in a, a beautiful um, honoring and cleansing experience. Mm-hmm. Then even setting up the space, you know, if you want to set up a room and I, I always um, recommend that when you're doing a tantric date or any kind of uh, sensual tantric experience, you want to change the space, right? Like put down a beautiful tapestry, um, get the lighting right, the candles, the music, get that all done. But you can do that together. And that in itself can be a tantric experience to kind of create this nest together. Um, Other things would be self-pleasure rituals, right? And you can do that also together. A lot of couples don't ever do that, but like, all right, I'm going to pleasure myself while watching you pleasure yourself and Mm -hmm. experiencing what that's like and breathing together and seeing kind of what um, sex magic can be created in that sense. Um, of course, eye gazing and, um, you know, heart connections where we're holding each other's hearts, breathing together. Um, I, my most popular post that like went viral is this post about yoni gazing and, um, Mm -hmm. yoni gazing can be such a powerful experience, but no one really does it because we don't see the yoni as what it is. And for, for those that don't know yoni, it's, it's the Sanskrit term for vagina. But we grew up learning about vagina as this like biological, reproductive, you know, here's the parts of it, whatever. But if we forgot all of that, and I told you that there's a portal here on earth that you can go check out, and it actually brings human life and consciousness into that moment where you are, you would be running there like it was like one of the the wonders of the world, right? But we don't, we don't see it as that. We kind of just, it's another body part. But it is, it's the matrix of life. It's this amazing divine connection. I mean, I don't know how you can get more connected to the divine and spirituality than through the yoni. So just gazing and honoring the yoni um, is an amazing experience to do with a partner or to do with yourself. If you have a yoni to look into the mirror and breathe into it and look and see what, what comes through, what downloads happen. It can also be an erotic experience. And I've seen it where the partner that's gazing at the yoni just allows whatever's coming through to describe what they see and imagine them saying it. Like, I see, you know, this one area, the lip is starting to move and quiver slightly. And I see a drop of dew coming here and I see your clit getting engorged and, and, and you're breathing. And, and this can be an orgasmic experience without any touch. So um, the extent that you can go with tantric dates is absolutely amazing. The question is, is are we going to make time for it? And are we going to honor it as yeah. a spiritual experience? Beautiful. Thank you so much for all of that incredible wisdom. You know, going back to the start there, I really love that you touched on this idea of 
doing each ritual on your own and then with a partner because you can only meet your partner as deeply as you've met yourself. And like, it again comes back to like that inner marriage of your masculine and feminine. And then when you have that, you're able to come in fully with your partner. So thank you for sharing that. And, and all of the different ideas are so great. And I think that the you know, the common thread here is this intention and and presence, which is like foundation of all Tantra. And I think that people often like think of Tantra as like this, like really serious thing that like, is this like whole production and whatever. But in fact, like, it's like pretty simple. Like it's basic principles that you apply to various situations, but there are fun tools that make it a little bit more like sensual and interesting. But I mean, you can even have, you know, a tantric date night with none of them as well. And, and that's, that's really beautiful um, too. And the yoni gazing, especially, I remember that post. I think that's actually how I found you. And it's one of those things that like is seriously underrated. I totally agree with you. And like this idea that like, it's not really seen as this like, temple as this like it like yoni actually means like sacred space or temple and so it's this idea of like there's literally a portal there's literally a portal between worlds in this space and how cool is that um so I I loved everything that, that you shared on that and to me it's something like growing up there was so much shame around the vagina and I remember the first time I learned about like you know oral sex for as a woman or like going down on a woman and being really disgusted, thinking like, I will never let anyone do that. Like, oh my God. <laughs> um, which is, so I, I remember even thinking I will have sex before I do that. Like I, and I was young, you know, I was probably like 11 or something, but it's so sad that that's the perception that we're, we're giving out at the same time, though, it's been a beautiful journey to see that that was who I once was in that thought pattern. Um, and, you know, I think that it is important to do like this exercise by yourself and then also to introduce as a partner and even to take it a step further to do it as like, what, what does this space look like when I have no arousal? Like, how can I find a way to honor this? And then like seeing how it changes throughout the arousal, both by yourself and with your partner. And I think that that's a great way for men to also understand, like, I really need to like warm her up to get her to the place where she's like, the the portal is open and I'm sure you know what I mean. So I'm not sure if you have any, anything to add on that. Yeah. I mean, as far as, as you know, we were talking about safety and now we're talking about honoring the Yoni. Um, You know, when I do my, my massage work before I get to any Yoni massage, I mean, sometimes I'm spending 20, 30, 40 minutes moving the energy from the outside of the body downward towards the yoni before I even touch it. Mm-hmm. And this is a big difference between um, men and women in the sense that we need, for women, we want to move the energy down to the yoni so that that flower blossoms and it blooms mm-hmm. and it's ready and it's juicy and it's wet. I mean, I had one um, tantra teacher of mine said that you should never, ever use lube. You should never need to use lube unless you're with a menopausal woman or someone that's got like a physical issue. But, you know, you're, you probably haven't taken enough time if you need to use lube. And I thought that yeah. was, it always sticks with me. Um, but moving that energy downward and taking your time with it is super important because that is in a way of creating safety, right? Physical and, and energetic safety with people with penises. It's a whole nother world, right? Like you just actually want to move that energy outward because it's so concentrated. It's so ready uh-huh. for penetration and for 
um, projecting outward and doing that, that at any moment you could ask a, a person with a penis and almost most of them will be like, sure, go, let's go, you know? Yeah. And, and the fact is, is we were doing, uh, you know, the inverse there. We're trying to move that energy outward so we can actually experience our divinity and moving, um, in, in a more of a full body experience. So, um, yeah, to be able to take your time and to be able to understand what's going on energetically could make all the difference in any intimate situation. For sure. Uh, I really love that comparison that you gave and the difference between like, you know, penis and vulva owning individuals, this idea of like with, with a penis, like it's all about like, how do I hold on and move the energy up? And it's definitely the same for me, like in my tantric massage, it's definitely like moving the energy up, circulating it as much as possible before having a release of it. That's part of the practice. Whereas with women, it's like this idea of how do I let go? Like, how do I let myself enjoy this and surrender? So like, let go, hold on are the opposites that I often use. I really like yours, which is more about um, kind of the movement of the energy. And it's like, we're moving the energy down towards the vulva or moving the energy up towards the, away from the penis. So thank you for sharing that. It's super interesting. I'd love to get more into chatting about like your in-person sessions and tantric massage, because I think this is something that like people like don't really know what happens. And here's also the other disclaimer to put every practitioner is a little bit different. And there are many different ways to explore this space. Um, there's, you know, black Tantra, red Tantra, white Tantra. There's like so many different things, which is why it's so important to really, like, if you're interested in, in having this sort of, sort of healing work done to really do your research and ask all of the questions, chat with your practitioner to really get a sense of like what they're going to be doing in the session. And I know this is something that like, I made that mistake with my first tantric massage. Unfortunately, that the like practitioner crossed a boundary that was not discussed before. I wasn't aware that this was a part of the way that he worked. So with that in mind, I'd love to hear more about like from like the moment that they like call you, what it, or like how do they reach out to you? Like, what is your process like for taking on a new client? Sure. And you'll see that in this process, it is literally all about safety and empowerment. That's it. I don't want anyone walking away feeling unsafe in any way or feeling that their power wasn't uh, expanded tremendously in the experience. So when someone reach out to me, I always do a 15 minute, um, exploration call. So anyone who has any interest that's serious about doing a session with me, we're going to have a chat. I want to make sure it's a good fit for both of us, right? Some people you're not ready for this kind of experience and there's other work to be done and that's totally fine. Um, so you want to make sure that it's a good fit. And also they need to know what's going on for me and what it costs and that kind of experience. So um, that's the first step. Then I send them an intake form and it's a very thorough intake form. Very thorough. It could take 20 minutes to an hour if you really go deep uh -huh. with it. And sometimes filling out that form could be healing because you're talking about what is your intention for the experience? Um, you know, do you have any past trauma? How orgasmic are you? What is your relationship situations? Um, what is your relationship to your family? What was your birthing like? Do you have kids? I mean, we're going deep into it so that when they show up at this session, I already know their past and where they want to go. Yeah. And then we'll talk and we'll talk for as long as needed um, to get through really any of the highlights from the form that were important for me to feel to discuss. And then I'll just ask them what's coming up for you now, you know, what's going on in your life in this moment, forget the form in this present moment, which is all about Tantra, right? Being present. What's going on. They might say, wow, I'm shocked that I'm so relaxed right now. I was so nervous until I got it here or yeah. whatever it is, but to honor whatever the emotions are going on right then and there. Then we're going to talk about boundaries and desires and any fears. Okay. 
So that's super important. And I do something that I don't know that a lot of people do, but I go through boundaries and, and I make them say a boundary. Most women will actually just go like, oh, I don't know. I don't have any. So I'll find ways to make sure that they have a boundary. And I, I'll even say like, forget about what you think normally happens here. What is a boundary of anything could happen? Because at least that's a step into like mm-hmm. having an idea what it is. And then I also tell them whatever boundaries you create here cannot be turned into a yes in the session. I don't care how you know safe you feel, how comfortable you feel, how aroused you might be. You can't say, take that no, that was a boundary and turn it into a yes. And that's to protect me, but also I want them walking away feeling again, empowered that even if they did feel safe to sh- shift that boundary, I don't want someone walking away going, you know what? I did say that I didn't want that. And then it happened. And now I feel like mm-hmm. less empowered. Right. So that's really important to me. And then of course, um, I'm very much in the pleasure world and I love to experience pleasure. I love people to fulfill their fantasies. So I want to know what their desires are. I'm not necessarily going to enact all of them. But I want to know what their desires are so that they get practiced in speaking them. And mm. sometimes you find that when you speak a desire, it comes true. And that could be as simple as like, oh, I really love when my foot is rubbed or, you know, I like really deep pressure. Or it could be like, I love when you whisper affirmations in my ear while you're massaging me. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, it could go from any realm, but just to be able to feel free to speak the desires. And then we'll talk about some fears. If there's any fears coming up, let's just voice them and have them dissolve into the ether. Because once we talk about our fears, typically we realize they're not, um, we're not really as as scared of them as we we think we are. Um, From there, we'll do an exercise around um, kind of sex magic, right? What do we want to create here? We're going to be working with sexual energy. We're going to be moving this energy. What do we want to manifest? And this is something, and I like to say that this experience I'm describing is something that anyone could be doing in their own intimate life. It doesn't need to be during a tantra massage, but anytime you're having an intimate experience, just stop and say, hey, what do we want to create with this magic that we're, we're going to be fostering here, the sexual creative energy? Mm-hmm. So we get to an intention and we also talk about what do they want to let go of? We're all holding on to something that's not serving us. So we let go of this, creating space for this new intention, this manifestation. Um, I'll then teach a breathing exercise. And then depending on what I learned in the form, we may do some like work in the mirror, body image work, we may do some emotional release, you know, whatever we need to do to prep to fully be able to drop into the massage. And then we move into the massage and I use five elements of touch. Um, A lot of people in the tantric world know about that. And it's really to do different types of touch, whether it's kind of airy touch or watery touch or activating the body with fire touch or deep tissue kind of earth touch, the grounding experience. So your body is going through this cycle and all these seasons and really getting to um, activate and likely you're dropping out of your head slowly, but surely because everyone's in their head. And, and, you know, in this experience, you can find moments and maybe the whole time that you're actually not in your head. And through all of that, we'll do the whole experience. I do some de-armoring sometimes Um, I might, as we move to the Yoni, um, there's a whole process that we go and there may be some meditations that we do through that. And if a yoni massage is requested and, and it's not a boundary, then there's an experience there that uh, really has you honor your yoni um, to have like different parts of the yoni touched and massaged and caressed rather than what typically happens in people's sex lives mm-hmm. is someone's just trying to get their hand in or, or, or just trying to have sex or whatever it is to literally have someone take their time and literally like massage each lip to hold a hand on the yoni and a hand on the heart and just breathe together. Um, to, to really, one of my teachers said, you can never go too slow when it comes to Tantra. And I remember that every time because I'm moving my hand slowly away from the heart of it. Wait, no, I could go slower. And this yeah. is what we're really seeking. 
Um, and there's also experiences of stillness, right? How do we ever honor and experience the pleasure in stillness? Rarely at all. We're just moving on to the next thing, right? This is the life that we're, we're kind of moving through. But to honor stillness is really important. So with the Yoni massage, anything can happen, right? I have no idea. But something that you, you made me think of earlier when we were talking about the, the energy movement, inward or outward, is also um, the ejaculation, right? So for women, um, a, a female ejaculation can occur in a, in a tantra massage with a Yoni massage, potentially. And that is called Amrita, and Amrita in Tantra is basically like the divine nectar, right? So it's a divine experience to have a woman, for lack of a better term, squirt, right? Um, and that could be a freeing experience. It usually is mind-blowing experience, right? A mind-blowing orgasm, reaching to that third eye. So it, it is a, um, an energizing experience as well. Whereas, as we, you know, you talk about semen retention and things like that, in, in people who have penises, that ejaculation can sometimes create kind of a, a tiredness or a drain of energy, a taking out of the life force energy. Now, I don't think that always happens, but I think it's possible. So again, there's this other polarity where for um, people with vaginas, that, that amrita, that ejaculation can be this amazingly um, divine experience that energizes and charges and empowers. Uh, and then on the other end, it's like, well, could we have an ingasm as, as a, a penis having person? Can you have this ingasm that as you feel connected to the divine because that orgasm is coming from within and expanding within you. So that's all um, part of it. Of course, after, you know, we do the Yoni massage or whatever the massage is, we will, um, we'll integrate, right? It's so important to take time after that experience. So I will always say, I will step away and I'll just say, take some time to experience your own energy. And that's so important because I don't want them to ever connect that experience and that feeling and their energy to me. I don't want them to think that I did that because of him. I don't want them to fall in love with me. I don't want them to need to come to me to have any type of experience. I want them to know that that's all within them. So I'll step away and then we'll do some sort of um, integration, maybe some chakra aligned spooning or breathing together, whatever it, you know feels right. And then they have an opportunity to either share if they want to or not. And I almost all the time, they have no words because you're no longer in your head. You've had an experience of, my whole life, I could not do this, or I didn't think I could have this or whatever it was. And now in this three hour session, everything just opened up. So there's not a lot of words to have at that point. And I never push that. I'm like, okay, if you have nothing to share, be in your bliss, please. Beautiful. Thank you for your vulnerability and sharing, you know, your practice. Uh, I think that it's something that's going to be super valuable for people to understand like the real intention of this broad, you know, practice. So uh, and I also loved what you had said about communicating these boundaries and, and also honoring the boundary, even if it, even if the receiver decides that they'd like to shift that boundary in the middle of the session, but saying, this is what we you know agreed on at the beginning, because it's also understanding that when you're moving this energy, you're in an altered state. It's like doing a psychedelic drug. So when you're in an altered state, you know, you're at your your, your thoughts are shifting and things like that. And that's fine. Like that's a good thing, but it, again, it's good to come back and have that integration and say, okay, now that I've had this experience, I understand. I think I can go a bit deeper next time and try this experience next time. So thank you for sharing all that. Um, I'll go ahead and ex kind of chat about mine a bit as well so that we can kind of have that reciprocation from like a feminine perspective. And again, everyone works very differently. However, I think that our practices are 
relatively similar. I definitely start, you know, with when someone reaches out to me, I actually have the intake form first. Um, on the call, I go deeper into kind of discussing intentions again, like 15 to 30 minute call. Sometimes it's a bit longer, um, going over like, what are, what are their intentions for the practice? What has their previous experience been? What's going on right now in their life? Why are they feeling that this is an experience that they need or desire, etc. from there? If we both think that it's a good idea to move forward, we'll pick a date at the date of the session. Um, going into it without expectation of actually having any body work done. However, that's typically a part of the practice, but going in with like, we're just going to start with this chat. So having that 30 minutes to an hour to open up the container, to get a sense of each other's energy, to set those intentions, to communicate needs, preferences, and boundaries in a safe container. Um, From there at the end of kind of that chat, I'll touch in with myself and say, okay, like after having this discussion, how do I feel about is this person truly, truly ready for, you know, like a bodywork experience? And 99.9% of the time, I feel comfortable at that point after the previous levels of, you know, discernment that I have taken into that space. Um, and then I offer the same to you. How do you feel to, to the receiver? How do you feel about moving forward with this session? And again, 99.9% of the time, it's a yes, but it's also just having that like levels of like safety net. So we both feel like we're going into this full body. Yes. Not feeling pressured that like you've already, you know, paid all of this money for this experience, whatever. Um, from there, you know, they'll have time to get undressed, to shower, uh, if they'd like, and then I kind of set up the temple space coming in, we do a little bit of light movement, stretching, simple, simple yoga postures, and then we'll move on to, um, you know, kind of like a bed nasty area that I've created. And from there, it's a bit more intuitive because it's like, what were their intentions? Like, what are they looking to explore in this session? So maybe we're doing some soul gazing. Maybe we're doing more communication exercises. Maybe we're doing, um, more embodiment work whatever I sense is like going to make the most sense for that. Then going into uh, a deep meditation and breath work exercise to begin to get back into the body, synchronizing the breath and begin moving the energy through. And at that point, I'll start using some touch more on the like energetic and sensual and nurturing side. And then after that, I'll move into the full body massage, which is integrating more of the therapeutic and also erotic touch. If that's a part of the practice that we've discussed. Um, So full body massage. And again, because I work primarily with men, it's really focused on like moving the energy up and through the body, through the chakra system several times before moving like into a full space with like the lingam or penis for those that aren't aware of the um, lingam yoni uh, terms. And again, moving the energy up. And then if, if it's a part of their practice, have a release focusing on how do we extend this as long as is possible or as long as feels comfortable to move that energy and maximize the benefits. And then, you know, if there is a release or after the lingam massage, there's that time as well that I separate and say, like, lay in this meditative posture. And I'm kind of moving around, offering different sensory experiences, like with sound and smell, um, touch, but like different types of touch, like with actually external things, not my own hands. And then we'll, we'll also chat at the end if that's, if that's what they'd like. So that's my practice. Wow. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. This is, I think going to be really valuable for a lot of people because I don't think a lot of practitioners share like really what is go what goes on in these sessions? Cause there's this veil of yeah. and kind of like wanting, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the 
outer world kind of um, conditioning us in certain ways, but um, we should be proud to be doing this work. And, you know, there was stories about, you know, warriors coming back to their villages and they would have the town Tantrika would have to like nurse them back to their heart before they'd be able to go back to their families, before they'd be able to go back to living the normal lives because they're trained to be killers and warriors and in battle. And how do we bring ourselves back to our heart? And again, it's the mind, it's the body, it's the spirit, it's wow. all this coming together and to be able to hold space. So um, although people aren't necessarily going to battle in, in you know, all of our clients, some are, um, they're having their own battles, right? And, and yeah. it's, the trauma is the trauma. It doesn't have to be going to war. It could be your family life could be trauma. So um, it's important that we all get into this and experience these beautiful sessions. And uh, I hope I get to experience yours one day. Yeah, I feel the same. It sounds really great. And especially to have someone that like, you feel like you kind of really understand what they're doing. And and again, like the respect of the boundaries and the feelings of safety is so important in this work. And I'm really happy to see that there are people that are really truly honoring that in that space because it's so important. And I think that comes back to this idea. Like, I think a lot of people don't even want to reach out to a practitioner because they're so like, there's just so many preconceived notions and then there unfortunately there are a lot of like people out there malpracticing and there aren't like there aren't places like with a doctor if a doctor malpractices there's someone that you can go to and say like this person did this and then there's accountability but in this space there's definitely a lot less so it's really important to like do your research but on top of that like be in your own and like trust your own intuition and like continuously build that relationship with the practitioner like i even think like when i go back to doing body work with you know a new person i actually don't like to do body work for the very first session i like to stick purely with like more energetic work just so i can get a sense of like what how are they working in and what is this but that's not required that's not something that like i you know say for my own clients but um Yeah. And also understanding too, that I think for both of us, like we both kind of described our first session maybe, but for myself, like there's a lot more that I offer depending on specifically what your intentions are, what your, what your deepest desires are, et cetera. Agreed. Same here. Yeah. And it's great that we, you know, we have to meet people where they're at and that's part of the healing process, whether it's Tantra or it's anywhere else. So you never want to feel pushed or, you know, that you need to do a certain thing. So I always tell my clients that and prospects that really the session is guided by your boundaries and your intentions. I've had clients that came and said, I don't want to take my clothes off. I don't want to be touched. What can we do here? And we did an amazing experience of breath work and energy work. And I did this psycho aromatherapy that I do and just whatever we can do to bring someone to presence, to have them find their own truths. Um, and again, as many you know, people say over and over again, Tantra doesn't need to be sexual. It doesn't need to be yeah. massage and all that. You know, that's red Tantra. And that's the realm that I work in. And I love it. And it's great. But all the people that work in white Tantra are probably like so sick of telling people like Tantra isn't just about sex because yeah. white Tantra is yoga and breath work and energy work and um, meditation. Right. So it's important to know that Tantra is an overall discipline. And it's an overall lifestyle of self-acceptance and self-love and presence. And that's it. There doesn't have to be all these other things to it. So we can all practice Tantra no matter where we're at in our healing process or where we want to go in the sensual realm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Yeah, there's all of these different ways to expand, right? And Tantra means like method for expansion. So it's different for everyone. And for myself, like 
red tantra is amazing. And obviously that's one way that I work, but it's also really important to do the inner work. And to me, white tantra is the way to like build that holistic lifestyle. And that's something that I do more with my coaching program, et cetera. But on that note, I would love to hear more about like what else you're offering. What projects are you into now? How can people get more of you? Amazing. Yeah. Um, so I'm expanding my in-person sessions. Um, I want to, um, offer more for people. So not everyone wants a tantric massage experience, but for those that do certainly reach out to me for the Tantra massage. I'm also offering a new session called submission. And this is for those that want to explore more of the BDSM and the darker realm of sexuality and to truly get to surrender, right. Or in this case to submit, right. And again, it's also done within boundaries and, and desires and that kind of experience, but it's a little more um, open to the types of play and experience that can happen with that right? Like you wouldn't do like impact play, like spanking or using certain BDSM, you know, props and whips during a Tantra session. But a lot of people want to experience that. And I've found through um, actually an amazing workshop I did with Lori Handlers and Om Rupani. It was a Tantra meets BDSM workshop. And I found that you can get to the same state you get to in healing with a Tantric massage as you could with being spanked, right? The subspace is no different than that presence that you get into a Tantra. So I'm offering another that 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 um, submission and then also something called desires. And this is going to be an experience of really getting to explore your fantasies. So I want people to be able to fulfill their fantasies. And obviously not every fantasy can be fulfilled by me. But what if you came to me and just said, hey, here's my fantasy. Is this something that you could set up and make happen? And I want to be the conduit to people realizing their fantasies and their desires and seeing that they get to have it all and you can create what you want in this realm. Um, I've lived my life fulfilling so many fantasies and never really having any shame around asking for what I want. Um, so other people get to have a coach in that realm. And that's what that session's all about. And then I'm really excited to announce, it's probably super early to announce it, but there is going to be a Tantra festival in Miami for the first time ever. It's starting on January 27th. We haven't even released tickets, but I'm helping to organize it. Um, so if you're interested in going to a Tantra festival, which is going to have some amazing facilitators, it's going to be in a beautiful property in Homestead in, uh, not, not uh, a little bit South of Miami area. And it's going to be wild and amazing and beautiful and healing. So anyone who's interested in going to Tantra festival in, uh, Miami in January, reach out to me, um, and I'll get you the info. I'm interested. That sounds amazing. <laughs> love to have you. Okay, cool. Just last couple of questions before we wrap up. Um, we'll expand into there. Where can listeners find or support you? Like what's your Instagram or website or everything about me is Tantra Love Coach. Tantra Love Coach is my Instagram, tantralovecoach.com, Tantra Love Coach on Facebook, Justin at tantralovecoach.com. So feel free to reach out to me at any of those spaces. And I'm always happy to book an exploration call if you're interested in my virtual coaching. So if you don't live in Miami or can't travel here or don't want to fly me out to where you are, um, you can book a virtual uh, session. Or I do a coaching course where we do a full container of coaching, um, where I give you uh, exercises every week, book recommendations. We do coaching um, every week. And it's a really deep, intensive work to um, learn Tantra and experience it in your life. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And last question, what awakens your arrows? What turns you on? What makes you feel erotically alive? It's funny because I think a lot of people that know me, I mean, like I'm 
going to the nude beach here in Miami as much as possible. I'd love to go to the fetish parties they have here. I go to lifestyle swinger parties, anything like that. So people from the outside would be like, oh, it's sex. Like you just like sex and like that physical aspect of it. But it's not that. That's not what really turns me on. What turns me on is the trust, the surrender, the connection that can happen with open-minded people, right? So to Uh me, it's like, going to uh, the nude beach, it's not just seeing naked people, but it's like meeting someone who, who, what was their journey? How did they get there? And then you get to connect with them and talk to them and just see what happened or meeting someone who really wants to connect with you in a sensual way um, to be that vulnerable, to be able to show themselves physically and emotionally. That is really what what turns me on about the world that I play in. Um, And also fulfilling fantasies, you know, I'm not gonna lie, I created that because I enjoy helping people fulfill their fantasies. Yeah, absolutely. Giving is receiving too. Like the act of giving feels amazing, which is beautiful. So how about you? You got anyone to throw in there for yourself? (laughs) Do I have any, what was that? What, what like uh, gets your arrows going? What gets my arrows going? It's one of those things that it's just like, how can I be turned on in every moment of my life? Like the art of living turns me on like putting up gorgeous wallpaper is like this like sensual experience for me, Mm -hmm. but also just, I mean, like in terms of, you know, relationships, like a deeply present person that is like honoring the energetic exchange and like really wants to maximize that is really juicy for me. Yeah. And I think that's an important point being able to live tantrically. Like I see you doing your art and, and all the different things that you do. And it's, it's done with presence and love and acceptance. And there's such a tantric aspect to it that can be erotic for people. And um, I I get to do more of that everyday tantric um, living. So thank you for inspiring me. Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was lovely to have you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Great. And I also want to express my gratitude to the listener. Thank you again for opening yourself up to the idea of sacred sexuality so much gratitude and love have a sexy and spiritual day and i'll catch you next week on talk to you